You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. At this time, we ask that you turn off all cell phones. Unless, of course, you're using them to listen to this podcast, in which case, please keep it on. And please refrain from any flash photography, as it is dangerous to the performers of this podcast. Please be advised that this production may contain strobe effects, loud or sudden noises, nudity, and... But probably not. And now, sit back, relax... And enjoy the show. Don't you see? It's so simple. Step one, we Google the biggest flops on Broadway. Step two, we find the crazy stories behind them. Step three, we see how they lose millions of dollars. Millions? Broadway isn't cheap. A lot of fancy people want to be producers. Step four, find out why the show won't go on. Step five. End this episode and head to Times Square. Times Square? That'll never work. Only Broadway successes are in Times Square. Ho, 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 ye of little faith. Hey, what's up, Theater Geeks? Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. I'm sorry, guys. This week we don't have Pamela. So you won't get your little sing-songy intro, because y'all know I don't sing. But I do have two very special guests to intro our new work series for the podcast. We're really excited. What we want to do, and we've explained this in previous episodes, is we want to highlight some new shows, new plays that are happening in the theater world here in New York City. And so I have two guests with me today, my friend Jody Beck, who's been the dramaturg and director on Dear Perspective Student, a new musical about the admissions process for college. And the writer, Karen Robbins, who has been working with this show since its inception and and wrote it with her sister. And it's a really cool story. And I'm really excited for you all uh, to get to listen to these two ladies. So so welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So if, Karen, you can tell me how you came about, like, the idea for the show. How How did you and your sister come up with this idea? So I like to say that I survived the college admissions process <laughs> with uh, my three daughters. <laughs> and uh, what I learned and observed was um, just the extremes that people are going to these days. And when yeah. I say people, I mean parents of my generation, um, high school guidance offices, 
college admissions offices um, and the students themselves. Yeah. Uh, the extreme lengths they're going to to get into what they perceive to be the top most elite schools in the country. Right. And the message that these kids seem to be getting is that if you don't get into one of these top schools, your life is, I don't want to say ruined, but that that's going to be the ticket for you to achieve everything that you've ever hoped for. Right. And the converse of that is that if you don't get in, you know, what, what, are, what are your prospects? Right. And uh, it was very important to me to let my kids understand that, it, as far as I'm concerned, that that is not true. Where you go is not going to determine who you will be. Mm-hmm. That, that depends on, I'm, I'm quoting lyrics from one of our <laughs> songs, but, you know, your belief in yourself, your passion, yeah. your interests. So it just seemed to be screaming out to me to write a play about it. And um, that was the important message that I wanted to get out there. It's awesome because it really is crazy when you think about it. You're asking an 18-year-old to make this decision about the rest of their life. And, like, we have no idea what's going to happen a year from now, six months from now, you know. And then on top of that, there's so many people who are extremely successful without having gone to college. Yes. And with it being so exorbitantly expensive, it just gets worse and worse. And I'm like, my niece is like six years old, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be like $200,000 by the time she's old enough to go to college. What, what are, how are we going to do this, you know? Um, and so, I, yeah, I think that's why I just love this show. It's just so real and honest about how crazy it is to put all that pressure on an 18 year old but also that like it does not mean like it's the end of the world if you don't get into harvard or stanford or any of those schools like that's not what it exactly means. yeah yes great it's great i actually want to correct one little thing oh sure so karen is karen and her sister had the concept together but uh-huh. karen is the only book writer right okay it is, it's Thank it is you. her project so. okay yeah. <laughs> and then Michael Hicks was the um, he did the he didn't do the, you did Mus- the lyrics no, but he no, did no, the com- he's composer he did the, and lyrics music and okay. lyrics yeah. yes great music and I lyrics I mean there's of course some intermixing between all right. of us when this <laughs> process gets started but yeah so let's go into that now how you two met and how that whole thing came about <laughs> uh, so uh, we entered the show into the West Village Musical Theater um festival mm-hmm. uh, and we, we were accepted which was very exciting um, and we were told that we were going to need a director and at that point we did not have one so we went to the um, coordinator of the festival and let him know that and he said not to worry we will um, hook you up with mm-hmm. a director and as far as I'm concerned fate smiled down on us because <laughs> We were put together with the amazing Jody Beck, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, if it wasn't for Jody, we wouldn't be here today speaking yeah. with you. Thank That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I I was randomly taking music lessons with the head of the West Village Music Theater Festival, hoping to be in the festival, and then it just so happened that there were no equity contracts, oh. and I couldn't be in the festival but then he offered for me to direct and I thought oh that's not the direction that I was thinking I wanted to go but 
why the heck not? Mm -hmm. So I said yes, <laughs> and then I showed up for the first rehearsal with Karen, and that was the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just remember uh, after, I think you got four performances mm -hmm. um, in the festival. After mm -hmm. the fourth performance, we all went out for drinks. And I said to Jody, do you have any interest in maybe staying on with the project? <laughs> because I, I knew that we had something special. We, we clicked right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we worked well together. Like we, she responded well to my notes and and we just interacted very well and it was just a really good relationship from the beginning so that's awesome and so then um at that point so when when you had first started writing the show what, didn't you you took like a, a writing class or something like that wasn't it um i was working with a script developer okay so um i would send him you know, a, a few scenes, and he would give me notes, and then we would talk again. And he was, at, at first, actually, I just thought it was going to be a straight play. Right. And he was actually the one who felt that this very much screamed out to be a musical. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, I have no talent as far as that goes. So, uh, luckily, that I'm is not true. By the way. <laughs> not true. I have I have audio recordings of Karen singing oh into my, my voicemail. <laughs> So, yeah, so a uh, mutual friend of myself and Michael Hicks um, mm -hmm. hooked us up. Okay. So that's how that came about. And then, and then once Jody came on, you were, you, were, you were doing some dramaturgy, too, for the musical? Well, at that point, um, Michael wasn't involved at all for the okay. West Village Music Theater Festival. Okay. Like, he basically just handed the music over, and it was we were only doing three scenes okay. for the festival. Okay. So that's all we had to produce was to get those three scenes together. So we hired a um, – we ended up having to have a rehearsal pianist who mm -hmm. ended up doing the very first um, – the very first uh, arrangements of the music. Okay. And um, then we had, we actually had a really great music director for the show. Um, and he was recommended by Michael, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember his name? Har he Harrison? No, no, no. He was our. Oh, Rob Cookman? Yeah, Rob Cookman. Yes. Mm. Rob Cookman was our actual, um, he played the show itself. Currently, by the way, the music director for the national tour of Waitress. Stop! So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, and he was the first person to record any of our songs. So, like, when we finished the West Village Music mm -hmm. Theater Festival, the actors went and recorded just so that we could be able to, to start the process of hearing it and being able to show what we had for people. Um, but it was, like, in somebody's apartment kind of recording. Right. It was not anything for public <laughs> consumption <laughs> um but the the festival was kind of random um which they often are but um we won best song best song oh, of wow. the entire festival which was wow. 50 words or less oh. um and we won best director and <laughs> did we win something else i think i feel like we had a, at least one best actor award yeah one best mm -hmm. actor award too and so. who who was your cast at this point it was an all non-union cast okay hence the no equity right. contracts and the reason why i couldn't be in the festival. <laughs> <laughs> did did anybody from that go to like the next iteration of the of the show jenny 
Jenny. Yes, Jenny, yeah. okay. Jenny Haley did, yes. Okay. And then especially like the one she plays, right? Or was that girl in high school? The girl that she Blair. plays? Yeah. So Blair is based on someone. Yeah, we won't say who. We won't say who. <laughs> we'll be very cryptic about such things, but she's based on someone. And actually in the original script that I saw, it, it was the someone. And I was like, oh, who is this? And then I found out it was somebody. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> so let's change the name to protect the not innocent. <laughs> so her name is Blair. Mm-hmm. And she is hilarious. She is hilarious. She does a great job. Yeah. 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 Um, can you all just kind of walk us through the show a little bit just to give us an idea of like how the story sort of unfolds? So it basically follows six high school seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet for the very first time at um, the name of our fictional school <laughs> is Canterford University, uh, which that name came to me because I was thinking can't afford. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it became Canterford University. Uh, so these six high school seniors meet for the first time in the admissions office where um, they're there for their tour of campus and then their admissions interview and they really come from all walks of life and they have very different background stories but uh, they're all convinced at the start of the show that what happens on this particular day is going to determine the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. so the stakes are very high for them Mm -hmm. and then through the course of the day as they learn each other's stories um, they come to realize that if they don't get into Canterford, life goes on, and mm-hmm. they're going to be just fine. Yeah. So, it's such a good message. I just love it. Yeah. So then, after you do the West Village Festival, what happens after that? Um, after that, Karen shared with me the full script, and okay. we immediately started rewrites okay. at that point. And then, I think that's how that happened. And then. In that same process, Mm -hmm. Karen had submitted it to another festival, Mm -hmm. um, and that one was, what what was that called? Uh, The New York... New Works. New Works, yes. New York New Works Festival, and it was similar. We were doing three scenes, Mm -hmm. so we ended up using those same actors again Mm -hmm. um, and doing scenes again for this other festival while also working on the script as a whole. Okay. Um, So the the three songs that songs slash scenes that we included were um, 50 Words or Less, Mm -hmm. um, which had been shortened enormously because the Mm -hmm. original script had all the kids and all their parents were involved. Oh, wow. Okay. So then it was like, okay, who are we concentrating on? Right. The kids. So that all went away. But it was was a shortened version of 50 Words or Less. And then um, average female white mm-hmm. um, but that was a scene in a bedroom at the time Okay, um, between Taylor and um, Blair mm-hmm. and they actually both go to the same school and they happen to both be applying to the same oh, wow. university Okay, so mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the third was choice mm-hmm. which or no it wasn't choice it's what <laughs> it was became a song. choice yes oh. It was what no. Was it, it was called? bumper sticker. It was we called, called it bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. And what? So what was bumper sticker about? Um, it was for Buck, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. So his storyline changed enormously. <laughs> so tell me. Okay. It was a beautiful to... song. It really is one of the songs that, when you look back on it, we were like, if sad to cut it. Sad yeah. To cut it. Yeah. His original storyline is that he played football his entire 
childhood uh-huh. only because his father was pushing him and pushing him mm-hmm. and really trying to live vicariously through his son because mm-hmm. um, he was sort of a nerd in high school. And so he wanted to, I guess, get revenge <laughs> by having his son be this big football star. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the premise behind the song Bumper Sticker was Buck singing All My Dad Cares About is putting that bumper sticker for Canterford University on the back of his car so that he could drive mm-hmm. around town and show everybody that he had a Canterford kid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's real. <laughs> it is real. It's so real. Yeah. Because, like, parent, like, my, I mean, my mom was, like, a hardcore team mom, right? So even though I never played sports, it like, she had the pin that said, like, drama, drama club oh. mom. mom. Like, she, you know what I mean? Like with your she face was, on it. No, not with my oh, face. She didn't do it with if your they face. had my face, she would have had it on. Yes. <laughs> so, like, she, so my brother was in football, like, so her, her minivan was, like, caked with everything that her children did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's totally real. Like, when, when a kid, I mean, my, my university was on her van. Everything we did was on the car. So that, it's just so real. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> It's one. Of, it's one of the one of the many things to mm-hmm. end up on the cutting room floor, but yeah. one of the good ones that yeah. ended up there. I yeah, think. unfortunately. Yeah, that I, makes me now. I understand like their fight so much more now hearing that song even right, too. Right. Yeah. And that was the feedback we were getting that people were just not buying the story. Mm-hmm. That, you know, why is the father? Well, the thing was, while the father pushed him so much, the father knew nothing about football himself, which yeah. wasn't ringing true with people. Mm-hmm. And it just, I guess, it just didn't seem authentic that the son would never, up to this point, say something right. about this is not really what I want to do. So, um, yeah, we just kept getting feedback whenever we would put the show on. That was the one character that um, it, it just didn't seem to be working. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah, sometimes you have to. Uh, sometimes you have to make those hard cuts just to make the story like as solid as it needs to be, and it can feel like a baby. Mm, <laughs> you yeah. like yep. lay to rest. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, so then, after that festival, what happens next? Uh, we went through a couple years, I feel, of rewrites. Yeah, or maybe a year, I guess. When was? So that we started together in 2013, is that right? 14. 2014. Yeah. Okay, so it was a year and a half later. Okay. Like once, or maybe a year after the second festival, we ended up getting, doing a ton of table reads, mm-hmm. a lot of like inviting our friends mm-hmm. to discuss characters, and we got it to a place where we thought we could do a equity staged reading. Okay. Which we did in September of. 2015 at what used to be Abingdon Theater um, on 36th Street. It's the Barrow Group now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember because and then and then actually it was called Admissions then too. It was called Admissions the Musical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then after you have that with Equity, what happens next? Um, We did an we did a demo recording Mm -hmm. because we knew that the only way we were. Because we we learned a lot of things. Yeah. So at that point, we had a few possible producers that we mm-hmm. had brought along with us from the festivals. Mm-hmm. But nobody seemed really quite legit, and no one was at that point willing to put any money forward. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, and everybody just kept saying, you need to be able to share this work. Like, mm -hmm. and we, we had only recordings of Michael sitting with his piano, like when he originally composed the songs and was sharing them for us. So we knew we needed to have some type of packet. So we decided at that point, and at that point we really believed that like all these songs would remain in this exact state. <laughs> <laughs> and because, I mean, it wasn't, we didn't, we didn't spend a crazy amount of money for the recording but yeah. we spent money on it and um, I shouldn't say we Karen spent money on it and um, I facilitated spending the money <laughs> um, but but we we did do an actual recording of five songs at okay. that point which were um, 50 words or less yeah average female white um, choice mm -hmm. break the streak Am I forgetting? Forties. Oh, in the forties. Mm -hmm. So um, we had those five songs, um, and it was it was interesting to have that record because it was almost as if as soon as it finished, we were still rewriting, and then <laughs> it was like, oh, every time we every time at that point that we sent the, sent it off, it was like, <laughs> sorry, I it's just, okay. It's I okay. hope this is PG thirteen. Those are kids out there. It's okay. Um, theater people swear sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but we, we thought, oh, now we've changed the lyrics of these songs. And yeah. so every script that we sent out, it'd be like the most current lyrics to these songs are not on the recording. They are on in the script itself. So that was an, an interesting thing. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I had a, a playwriting teacher at the Barrow Group, actually, and she would always say, writing is rewriting. Absolutely it's really true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what, kind of where we feel like we are at the moment. Like, okay, maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I, I don't know. We're not there yet. We haven't gotten to the present time. So, so tell me after the Barrow Group, a, I don't know what ended up making the title be changed from admissions to Dear Prospective Student, and then what happened after that one. So, do you want to? So after that, I think after we got the recording, mm -hmm. we decided, I think we went to a couple, like, producer meet and greets. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, and we had... We had a Chicago production. Yeah, we had a Chicago production. Oh, and really? And we had also taken uh, a class at the Commercial Theater Institute. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where Karen was reintroduced to Ken um, Davenport, Davenport mm -hmm. at that meeting. And then it... That allowed us to have uh, an interaction with him where he he basically coached us for a year. How'd the Chicago run come about? So um, we submitted to the festival in Chicago mm -hmm. and um, they contacted me that they would love for us to participate mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately I didn't know logistically how our creative team would possibly be able to put mm -hmm. that up so I had a 
get in touch with them and say thank you so much unfortunately I don't know how we can make this happen and um, you know, I was very flattered she said we really would love your show in this festival mm. so how do you feel about we do the whole thing we, we cast it we get you a director a little choreography um, if you're willing to give us poetic license you know we'd, we'd love to put it up here and it was kind of a fun experience because yeah. I said sure and we all <laughs> went out to Chicago the night of the festival and had no idea what to expect yeah it was terrifying because <laughs> <laughs> you've given your baby over exactly. to like other people to be like have fun but like be good too Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I yeah. did, you know, throughout their rehearsal process, I kept getting in touch with the director. Do you have any questions? Would mm-hmm. you like to speak to Jody? And they're, nope, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so that was even it's scarier. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you think no news is good news, but mm-hmm. then you really want something. Yes. Like, you're like, oh, oh, you don't need anything? You don't have any questions. <laughs> It is all clear to you because it's it's sometimes not even all clear to us, and, and like we we read it every day. Like, um, so that that was that was definitely a, a learning experience in yeah. many ways because you realize if you don't if you do let, especially so early in the process, right. like that was the first time that we'd ever seen the show from beginning to end on its feet with actors, not behind music stands, mm. um, and so. It, it made me realize that when you give that up yeah. and it's not necessarily the level of expertise that you're looking for, yeah. that you have no control over any mm-hmm. of that, you know? But I think that the, the exciting thing was is that the audience reactions mm. were all very genuine and they yeah. have been throughout the process of the show, which has been amazing. Yeah. And people laughed, they laughed where they were supposed to laugh, you know? <laughs> There, there were missed moments, but that'll mm-hmm. happen when, when somebody doesn't understand the moment or whatever. Right. But um, I, I really think we came back from that and thought, you know, we have a good product yeah. here. There are definitely some things that we need to work on, mm-hmm. but it, it gave us a, a path forward. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, okay, so then after you have the Chicago run, okay, again, how did it change from admissions to Dear Perspective Student? Because I was like... I just, like, I just knew it was admissions, and then all of a sudden it was DPS, and I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> I, I love the name admissions mm-hmm. at first because um, it has a double meaning. You know, it's about college admissions, yeah. but it's also about each student sort of, by the end, admitting something, right. whether it be their failure or their hopes or dreams. So I love that about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the problems was every time I told people that that's the name of the show, they mm-hmm. were like, oh, is that the Tina Fey movie? I don't know if you remember. That was called Admission. She was a college remember. counselor. Yes. Okay. It, it was a pretty crappy movie. movie yes. Um, <laughs> and people just thought, you know, we got the rights to it and turned it into a musical. So oh, that wow. was problem one. Yeah. Um, okay. Problem two, um, someone pointed out, is that about hospital admissions, which never really? like, crossed my mind. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, but us either. Okay. Who? I shouldn't probably say this too loudly and maybe not record it, but I'm like, who would write a musical about hospital admissions? Right. I probably shouldn't say that cause <laughs> because now somebody's, somebody's going, going to do write it. it. 
But wh- don't. If you're listening to this, just don't. Don't do it. I mean, maybe there's a nurse out there that really has a story to tell. Like some really funny, you never, unique don't, don't story. Don't limit people's stories, but come on. Right. Like, what are the chances? I know. I mean, it was not about a hospital. No. No. <laughs> and it had a, a always, all the graphic always had the graduation cap. It right. always had the graduation right. cap. So but. it was so clear to us, but. Um, <laughs> and then I guess, when you know, that. That got me thinking about maybe I should start thinking of another name for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was right before Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> exploded. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, I hope people don't think we're copying from them. But um, <laughs> I love the idea of Dear Perspective Student. Uh, first of all, it's the very first three words right. spoken of the show. And um, I wanted it to sort of be uh, almost like a letter. Yeah. a love letter or an advice letter to all of these kids out there mm. who are going through this process that you know it's all going to be okay no matter what happens so i wanted to address it to them and i thought the title was a good way to do that i love that <laughs> yeah that's I, just beautiful Aww. it is thank you <laughs> she's good <laughs> she's real good I like her. <laughs> you want to produce the show? <laughs> you know, I would do it if I could find the money. I guess that's the whole yeah, thing. But the if there's thing. somebody out there right now who would like to produce this mm-hmm. show, please email me at <laughs> Beck at gmail.com. Gmail. Com. Thank you very much. We, w- we really will be putting information uh, in the show notes. Um, if you guys are interested to learn more about the show, uh, but I do still have a few more questions. I want to talk about a few more things. Sure. Um, okay, so we've changed the name. And then uh, was there another reading in between there before the industry concert? Was there anything else in between there? We did, we did a full staged, or not staged reading, but we did a full table read with invited guests mm-hmm. uh, last I don't know when, when I would say that. September last, oh, 2017. Yeah. Okay. Um, or maybe it was even later because I remember we got Damon later to come and record some other Oh, things. yes, you're right, mm-hmm. yes. But, um, uh, and that, just so you know, Damon Gillespie, who was on NBC's TV show Rise, mm-hmm. was our original Marcus mm-hmm. for the staged reading. And then he was amazing and always was, he was at the original cast recording. Um but he, he came back and recorded some things for us, even when he was filming Rise. It was pretty. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. A sweet kid. Yeah, we knew we ha- we knew we you know had roped somebody in who who was going some someplace, you know, <laughs> which was kind of great. And then you also had. Let's talk about the cast. So you had him, and then you had Ali Trim, mm-hmm. and then who else was in the cast? Um, Jennifer Haley um, mm-hmm. was was also in that cast. Um, Ms. Evans was played by my dear friend, Justin Barnett, who I had worked with years ago in Galveston, Texas, at Galveston Island Outdoor Musicals, <laughs> um, through the through Tropical Storm Allison. Holy jeez. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, we had but, Patrick. And we had Patrick, Patrick uh, John Moran, who I would also worked with also at Galveston and didn't even realize it in the audition he had to remind me that I knew him and I was like I think I know that guy but we just completely lost lost contact with with each Mm -hmm. other completely um but he played Harold Mm -hmm. and um Matt 
Matthew Schatz was yeah. Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoshana Richmond is Kendall. Mm-hmm. And Chris Brick is Freddie. Oh, yep. Chris. So Love adorable. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. so great. So that was our first equity cast. That's fun. That's, yeah. that's a fun cast. And okay. we did the we did all the casting ourselves, which really honestly when we when we think about like where we started out there, we did that ourselves and we we ended up picking picking some real rising stars. Yeah. You know, and and everybody that we have included, we would we would want again. Yeah. Like it's just been a it's become a family. Mhm. Yeah, the and so then in October was the industry concert um, at Green Room Forty Two, correct? And like that cast too. Like at the end, they were like, "We loved this so much. We had so much fun." And like they just loved everybody. It's mm-hmm. just it's it really is just like you say. It's just like a family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. That show we had, um, Allie and Damon <coughs> couldn't participate, so yeah. we had. Um, um, we had Keaton Whitaker. Yes. <laughs> and we had... Awesome. Um, Nick we, Rashad Burroughs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nick Rashad Burroughs. And then we also... Um, we had all the adult characters played by one man, um, which I actually really loved. We should talk about that. He's so um, great. But it was Paul Witte. So we had just just a phenomenal from, Broadway yeah, cast. From Broadway's once. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was always a fan of his. So that was very exciting to have him yeah. in the show. And the ki- the kids loved him. Like he would like teach them like on breaks. He would teach them licks from once and stuff yes, for their auditions. Yeah. I mean, just like everybody who's just like the sweetest, nicest people. Mm-hmm. And they Absolutely. everybody loved being with everyone else. It was really it was so so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then so now here we are. It's uh, October. You had the industry concert. That went really well. The audience loved it. Sold out. Yeah, sold out. First sold out show at Green Room Forty Two. Really? Yeah, it was their first sold out. I think that at least that's what that's what Ben and Joe said when they when they told us. I did know that. Yeah, that's like, very I think, exciting. I think it was to the point where they were bringing in chairs. Like they didn't. They they it was like people are here. So good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Um, so Jody let me assistant direct her on that. That Woo-hoo. was super fun. Awesome, yes. <laughs> it was my honor <laughs> to have you along, honestly. So much fun. Okay, so now here we are and now we're wondering what is next for the show and that's where that's why we do this series is because we want people to know about these shows that are up and coming, these shows that are being worked. Um, if there are producers listening, if there are people who are more interested and like want to listen to songs, you can go to the Dear Perspective student website. And so um, can you give me that website correctly so I don't mess it up, Karen? <laughs> I believe it's DearPerspectiveStudent.com. Is it? Isn't it? I thought it was Dear Perspective. Isn't the musical in there somewhere? No. It's not? No. Okay. No. It's just DearPerspectiveStudent.com. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We also have a YouTube channel with uh, all the videos from the Green Room concert okay. event. Yeah. And then also there's an Instagram that's just at DearStudent. And the Twitter is at DearStudent as well. Right. Correct? And right. the Facebook is Dear Perspective Student. Okay. So you guys can go on all of the socials and check them out there. We'll have information in the show notes as well if you're interested to learn more about the show. And if there are any producers listening, this show is so much fun. 
It's so good. It's so positive. Um, I really think that it speaks to, like we said at the beginning of this episode, like this generation that's just like bogged down with like what is like, like so much pressure about trying to be the greatest at everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially in New York City where like you have to fight to get into like kindergarten. Right. Yeah. Like yes. and that's not that's even a joke. It starts it's crazy. And it is yes. crazy. Yep. <laughs> it is crazy. And and I like I was saying to Karen, we had a we had a talk this week and there isn't a day that goes by that there isn't some some report about mm. some aspect of what we cover in the show, whether yeah. it be concussions on um for Football. NFL players yep. or you know um the rising costs of education, mm-hmm. uh the fact that you know the the Asian pop Asian population of Harvard decided to sue Harvard because of affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Like these are real questions that yeah. that we we actually do address in the show. And while it is music, a musical and it's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. there are a lot of moments where you know you have to think about what does it mean to say you're Native American when you're not right. Like what does that actually mean? And you know we can't cover it like the New York Times can cover it, but it's actually in there. Yeah. And, you know when somebody stands up on a national stage and claims to be Native American, and now we all understand that that you can't just do that. You know or claim to be black. Or claim because to be black. Because you just went tanning and curled your hair. Right. <laughs> right. And you get to, you know, be the head of the NAACP chapter. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things are real things that are happening in our in our in our country and in our culture. Yep. And this show addresses that. It does. And yeah. And just to sorry, just put it into context about the Native American yeah. one of our characters <laughs> is so desperate by the time she gets to the admissions office that day and feels so inferior to what she views as her competition, that she decides on the spot that she's going to tell the admissions officer (laughs) that she is part Native American and actually goes to Wikipedia to do the research so that Mm -hmm. she can talk about her experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's so so real. It really is. It is just a real thing that happens in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's what. Yeah, that's the other thing that's so awesome about this show is um, how well it deals with things that everyone has either seen in the news or, unfortunately, might know somebody who's done like done because they're just so stressed out about trying right. to be the greatest and the best. Right. And, and I, sorry, sorry. No, I just I just wanted to say as much as I want it to be a message to those yeah. kids, I also want it to be a message to the parents. Yeah. Like chill the f out yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, st- and stop trying to live vicariously through mm-hmm. your children like it's okay it's all going to be okay yeah yep. yeah and there's another i mean and it's actually kind of a big piece i think but our main character is a young black man from chicago mm-hmm. and you know i think especially at this time where people are starting to question what affirmative action means um like there, there is a moment in the show where someone literally looks him right in the eye and was like, well, we know where you're going to school. And that statement is actually said on a daily basis yeah. to black and brown people mm-hmm. in this country. And it's, it is a legitimate, a legitimate thing that people say. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's illegitimate, but it is right. something it's a that misnomer. is Yeah, because yeah. people actually think that, like, we just can get a full ride because we're black. This is stupid. 
Uh, I, I was listening to uh, a podcast it was about a year ago, and this woman, she was black, and she said, it was like right around the time she was about to go to college, and she was working at a camp over the summer, and she was, she was like the token black kid, which like, that's my life. And so she, <laughs> it's been my life. And so she, she said she sat there and, and, um, like the the this like uh, young uh, white man sitting next to her basically said like he he didn't basically said he outright said that he believed that like she just would get a, she got a full ride and she was like um I'm working full time and also trying to go to school like no mm-hmm. that's not how this works right that's not how affirmative action actually y'all it's Google you could just Google what affirmative action <laughs> actually is and get a correct answer mm-hmm. I don't understand this stuff mm-hmm. absolutely yeah ignorance man yeah, yeah. It's, it just pervades and now that we live in a world of social media it's like you if you want to believe anything you yeah. can because somebody is out there promoting it as fact it's true so it's you know and and i think as as the generations go on and we we observe what social media does to this process too yeah. of admissions it's like what has it done to engagements and inviting people to the prom and it is always about who has the most stuff who has the best stuff and who's yeah. going to the best school and you know can you announce it on your instagram before mm-hmm. your friend can mm-hmm. i mean it's it's really it it is like this hyper competitive world that's infiltrated every level of our lives it's true super true yeah well wondering but it's a broadway musical (laughs) and it's a lot of fun and hilariously funny (laughs) come see it it is (laughs) it is things can be super fun and super deep at the same time absolutely really can right yep all right. Well, it was awesome having you guys. Thank oh, you pleasure. so much for coming on our podcast. I'm really happy this is going to be the first of the new work series. And um, again, guys, just like all the socials, dear student, dearperspectivestudent.com. And seriously, if there are any producers listening, there's a show here that's awesome that you guys can, you know, get get up on its feet. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to share, like, and follow. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.